Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless. My name is Liam McGuinness and I'm joined in the Not Actually a Studio by George. Hello. And Grant. Hi there. And we also have a special guest with us, Spencer. Hello. Uh, each episode of Flawless, uh, one of us or a guest nominates an album that we think they think is flawless and we talk about why they think it is and what they love about it. So Spencer, as our special guest, what album have you nominated today? The album is the breakthrough album, I think you'd probably call it that, for the, uh, the Brooklyn duo, They Might Be Giants. It's 1990s Flood. Why is the world in love again? Why are we marching hand in hand? Why are the ocean levels rising up? It's a brand new record for 1990. They might be giants, brand new album. So, yeah, so it was the first album on Elektra for them. That was their sort of major label debut. Uh, it was produced by the band and also by Alan Winstanley and Clive Langer, who'd also previously worked with Madness and The Stranglers and Elvis Costello. So they are two Johns, John Flansburgh and John Linnell. And they look so cool. Like, they've always just looked like they make art. They yeah. just look like people that make art. Every time, when, <laughs> as I was doing research, every single photo they looked like not completely different, but just a little bit different. Like yeah. As they were sort of sometimes people would use old photos or they'd age or, but yeah, they just. The, just they really look jealous. like they in the last few p pictures I've saw I've seen recently. They look like they curate obscure art installations for New York galleries, <laughs> which they probably could. Yeah, they probably could. It's niche, but it's true. Sure. So, yeah, so the album came out on January 15th, 1990. Uh, it was their third album. It got to number 14 in the UK, number 75 in the US, and number 99 here in Australia. So, so more in England than in the UK than in America. Yes, yeah, but I guess the US album chart might be a bit more notoriously difficult to get into. True. Maybe, for, I don't know. For the eclectics. Yes. So, Spencer... Tell us about this album, but how, tell, how, tell where, what's flood. the story? We like the story behind sure. the pitch. Okay, so I have to think about how much, you know, how much I'm going to How much can you share? How much, <laughs> how much is but safe I'm for work? Going to. Get it. Who might listen to this podcast, my friend? <laughs> uh, look, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, so this, this album is from a stage of my life. I was at university. I was just starting out at Community Radio 4RPH in Brisbane and uh, there's a bunch of us who were there at 4RPH at that time who really just got into this album. And one of them I had lunch with today. So, you know, this is 30-odd years, years on. 1990 <laughs> yeah. and this year. So, yeah. And we were talking about the Quick album, maths. of course. And actually, if he came, he, he could probably tell you lots more of the minutiae about the album sure. because I tend to just, I grab an album, I like it, I love it. In this case, I love it to bits, love every song on it. Um, <laughs> but I can't necessarily tell you. But, you know, that's what you guys, you know, that's what I love about Flawless. You, yeah. you guys bring the research. I just bring the, you know, the passion for the album. But there was, I guess there was someone that I fancied at that time in that group. Mm -hmm. And getting to know this album was about getting to know her. Right. But... Aww. Um, a love, a love story. Oh, well, a love never, story too. A, they a might be giants. A friendship story of spanning thirty years. Um, she's happily married. I'm happily married. But you sure. know that's where it started. But the 
And then I went and discovered. I oh, look, you'll all want to. You all just want to laugh at me because I'm blushing because no, I'm no, not no, told no, that story. No, I would have laughed if <laughs> I felt like laughing, and I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would. It's have. true. It's it's, it's good. Nice. Carry, carry on. Oh, it's mm. cool. So then I went and looked back at their other two albums. But then I think there was a previ- there was an album called Alternative or Al- something like that, mm-hmm. which was some B sides, which the songs also predated Flood. So there's quite a bit of material from that before. Then I started obsessively collecting all of their albums until a certain point. Um, they're at least an album of children's songs and I can't really think why except my life had moved on sure. yeah. and I didn't really keep collecting song, their albums after that. Mm-hmm. So don't quiz me on anything yeah. after <laughs> that. Um, and in fact, I've seen them live a couple of times and I, I, you know, I really do have this, uh, yeah, love that song. What's that song? Love yeah. that song. What's that song when I see them mm-hmm. live? Um, although ahead of their tour coming up in February, I intend, sort of spurned on by this, yeah. doing a lot more research into what they've done since so I can actually now go, love that, love that, love that, love that, because I'm sure I will because yeah. th- their stuff is so quirky. Every song's mm. different, original. The writing's amazing. And for me, this album of the, all the albums of theirs, not only was it the first one that I heard and it meant so much at that time, sure. it's, not, it's not like a concept album as such, but it has that intro song, it has the conclusion song yeah. and then the epilogue. So to me, there's something about it of all their albums that makes it flawless. Hmm. So, because yeah, going back to what you said, I've seen them live as well, but I knew very little about them. I knew just like the big singles. And so I was like, oh, yeah, so if I know four or five big singles from a band, they're going to play all those singles in a 15-song in a set, so I'm going to know like a third of the songs and it's going to be fine. But that wasn't what they did at all yeah. because they, not only did they not play those songs, but they were playing like because they're all two-minute songs, they played like 30 songs in a set and I'm just sitting there going, don't know this one, don't know this one, everyone seems to really like this one, I've never heard it before. And just <laughs> like, yeah, even the couple of singles that I did remember as they played it through and I was doing a lot of other stuff that night as well. But just, yeah, it was a really different experience to how I normally experience a live band where I, I know I'm going to know the songs and that'll make up enough of a set mm, for me to like mm. it. Well, they've just got so much material. It's just so Over much. 35 years. Yes. And they haven't... I mean, they've got so many songs that they, pre-social media, they did this thing called Dial a Song yeah. at the very beginning where t- in order to service fans every week in the way that social media does now, they put a, a new song on their answering machine every wow, week that's yeah. a cool story and that's so cute isn't that cool <laughs> and, and those were not songs that I, I mean maybe some of them ended up on albums yeah, but it was probably. meant to be a gift to fans and they still do it but now they do it every week and now they put them on YouTube which I learnt today from my friend who I had lunch with right. so he's now sent me a whole bunch of their recent dialer songs that are on YouTube so you got but, new tracks to listen to but <laughs> I have oh my prolific barely scrapes the surface yeah. with these guys so they have 20 studio albums nine live albums and some of their live albums they put new songs on there as well so that's still new material mm. 10 compilation albums so that's all the b-sides and extra material sure. seven video albums 21 eps and 11 singles <laughs> they're busy they've they been are, busy they're basically so studio albums alone they basically release one a year yeah I was gonna say. and the songs as you say well they can range in duration yeah. from three seconds yeah to whatever i don't know whether there are any sort of epic songs of theirs there probably are but yeah you know, you've got fingertips off the Apollo 18 album, which the, the track is something like 25 songs that are between three and 10 seconds each, right? right? Each one yeah. 
could be another song, but they've gone, we haven't got time. Life's too short. Yeah. We're just going to, just the bit, the really hooky bit, we're just going <laughs> to give you that and you can have that. Yeah. It's extraordinary. That's not on this album though. Mm. So awesome. George. Hello. Had you heard of They Might Be Giants or did you know, how much did you know since you're smiling at me already? I'm going to assume you didn't know them. Well, it's just a funny question, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, Birdhouse was obviously played at my uh, like wedding reception and yeah. that's something that everyone in the room could dance to. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that the the oldies and the youngies all knew the song, so we all could have oh. a dance and it was just everyone knows that and everyone sings that song. Wow. So I would not be able to say that my family is that cool, that they mm. would all know, all my friends even, well, that they would all know. That. I think they were bigger in the UK. Okay. So I've got friends who... Who were like the most tattooed, terrifying looking people who would just go, who would just start singing Birdhouse on yourself, like wow. I you, quite happily, just in the street, they're walking down, they're like, I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right, okay, wasn't expecting that one, but yeah. getting, you know, carry on. So, yes, um, it's a staple song that everybody knows yeah. in England. And then, um, the other, like, I know one of the other singles on this one, so um, Istanbul. Yep. That was yeah. very well known. And we used to, I remember being at school and we used to sing it at school because it's so catchy. Because as you it were is. saying, Spencer, that they obviously did children's songs. Half of this album to me sounds like it's children's songs. Mm. Like the way they're written is that kind of da, 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 yeah. da. And you, you, you can imagine holding the hands of little kids and stuff and getting them to move around and move them. It's well, indeed, Play School. I don't know whether Play School in the UK, but Play School in Australia oh, yeah. took on that song and, and created a, a, an animation for it and played it. Okay. So it was actually a... But, you know, they didn't write it. It's, it's probably sure. the yes, only song on this album that they didn't yeah, write. Yeah, no, 50, I, yeah. No, I didn't realise they covered yeah. it from the 50... Yeah, mm-hmm. so. yeah, so it was from 1953, a top ten single by The Four Lads. There you go. Whose Which name, sounds very name serious. Would be, whose when name would be very mm. different now, <laughs> have a very different meaning now than it did back then. Mostly. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, so I did indeed know who they are but not having listened to this album necessarily. But no, no, I, I had never properly listened to any of the okay. albums. I just, I think I, they were the main songs I know. Yeah. I actually haven't looked to see if I knew all of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I got um, a bit derailed this week. Yes. So, uh, yes, so, but I, did, I definitely knew those two for sure. Like cool. there, was, there was lots of wiggling, yeah. wiggling Thing. on buses. Mm. Grant. They Not made, surprising. They made their way to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> big, big you do have music in South Africa. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah. No, not the deep dark South in 1990. Um, unfortunately, I mean, yeah. I would have. I was very young then, um, and I think I might have known the original version of the staple <laughs> because of my gran, right? Sort of thing. Cool. And I, would, I would certainly. Oh, so were they? Was it an acapella? Was it just a vocal group, or was it drums and? No, no, I didn't I, look I, it just up. from memory, I've just okay. saying, yeah. like that song certainly resonated as, as something that I may have heard in a very, a very, very long time ago. Um, but hey, I really enjoyed this one, and I thought um, initially I thought this guy sounded like a bit like Michael Stipe or the, one of the Johns, just some randomly. Of it, yeah, mm. some of it really does. Um, and I was like, hey, listen to this, and then I thought the lead singer of of Violent Femmes, but. Um, again, it was just some of the songs that, that I was like, oh, this, a lot of this is very familiar and very easy to listen to, which is which is great. I, yeah. I, um, off the bat, never heard that album. I was a bit daunted, I must be honest. I thought, 19 songs? 19 songs Jeez. I've got to concentrate for 19 <laughs> songs. And I was like, oh, it's 40 minutes. Okay, I can do that. That's cool. Okay, excellent. Um, but no, never heard of them. Yeah. Off the bat, digged it. Interesting you mentioned the Violent Femmes. 
Bill Reiner was the ABC music programmer for most of the time that I was presenting the breakfast show on the ABC in Brisbane. And I tried a few times to convince him that we should play the Giants. And he said that they were, he's sort of in a dismissive way, um, love you, Bill, if you're listening to this, <laughs> violent, that, like that this, that the Giants are the, the violent femmes for the next half generation, like in terms of, that's just how he saw them, like mm, just the, okay. the playfulness yes. vibe. Okay. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've like never, I've never done a comparison. I like Blister yeah. in the Sun. It's the only one of theirs yeah. that I know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like really, no. I, I dig the Fems. Dig they the can Fems. bring yeah. all their equipment on the bus. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so you mentioned it's 19 songs, around about sort of 40, 45 minutes or so. But mm. it does open up with, yeah, the theme from Flood, um, which is sort of just a very short sort of little intro thing. And they mentioned... I really like that. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in, in a negative way. I'm just saying it's sort of a short thing. Yeah. Well, it explains the... The, the title and it's yes. for its day it's ahead of itself really because yeah. it's a global warming message just in 30 seconds and so yeah they, I got a quote from them they said it seemed appropriate to inaugurate our major label debut by having the listener pass through a ceremonial gateway <laughs> which I thought was a really good way to right. describe that that's song. really it's nice it's not, not a full song thing but just like a, a starting point to really launch out from there but we've spoken before on different already released podcasts like yes. Missy Elliott yes. that we really enjoy it when somebody says this is what my album is yes. and this is what it's going to be about mm, just no. at the very beginning to have a lovely time yeah so we enjoy that don't yeah. we <laughs> so which is why I quite liked having an it intro clarif- clarifies a lot of things that, yeah but then with this pre-social album, media a lot of things that aren't yeah, not Clarif- easy to tie back into the theme of <laughs> glo- global warming there. yeah I don't oh no it's not a concept album uh no it, it's it's does it's eclectic and they mean it but it's a nice, like 1990, we listened to albums in the correct order as yeah. albums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tend to bang on about this. And these days, you know, people like my wife prefer, she can't listen to an album anymore. She, she just gets bored with an album after four songs is about the most sure. that I can play at home when I'm playing DJ yeah. while she's cooking or whatever. Um, so for me, I, uh, this song is, even though it's not a concept, doesn't tell a story, no. all those songs have to appear in that order. When they finished his brand new album, Flood, I'm Your Only Friend, yeah. da, da, da. Like it, for me, I can... You're so used to that. As every song ends, I know how the next... I lost mm. my ball and chain. You know, I know how every song leads into the next one. Yeah. And uh, you know, the fact that there's this little intro, this little 20, 30-second intro, is now this sort of screw you to people who listen on shuffle because that's yeah. just going to pop up in the middle of two unrelated songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that even though it is now released, obviously, in online and stuff like that, um, when you Wikipedia it, it still comes up with side A, yeah. side B. Mm, yeah. Like it's very important to them that you know that they have a side A and a side B, even in 1990. And you're like, all right, okay, we get it. Like fair enough when we did Billy Joel. Like yeah. side A, side B, it literally was, was all they had. But uh, it, yeah. like, I'm um, like, when were CDs? When like, oh, when 80, you, 85, 87. So we did the late eighties. I think it was I guess still it was more in. cassettes, wasn't it? I suppose yeah. like about so. vinyl and cassettes. So, sure. but yeah, but it was like so tracks one to nine were side A, and then ten through to nineteen were side B. Mm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a sweet addition and really eclectic part of the yeah. whole thing. And one of the beauties of them not sticking, of like their short songs and I guess that idea of if we have like an idea for a song, we can just put it together is they don't stick to a genre either. So there's sort of, there's pop stuff, there's more rocking stuff, there's country. So Lucky Ball and Chain. Mm-hmm. It's a real like, yeah, sort of starts with Birdhouse in Your Soul 
not skip, sort of in, skipping the first one, Bird Out of Your Soul, and then like, oh, am I getting another song like that? No, you're getting a country song. Oh, is this a country western <laughs> album? Nope, I'm nope. going. It's like a <laughs> like a Istanbul, like a very much a male vocal line album. Oh, am I getting lots of that? Nope, going to go somewhere else again. Like it just changes a lot really quickly, and they don't group the songs that are in the same genre either. Mm-hmm. For me though, having so so it could then be disjointed, uh, um, and maybe that's what you'll have concluded listening to it. But for me, for the fact that I listened to it over and over in that order yeah. 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. All those songs, absolutely perfectly, just because mm. that's yeah. my, what my brain now sees that album as. Every yeah. song perfectly leads into the next one for me. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all nominated albums like that that sure. sort of made sense to us at the time and oh, yeah. can't hear it any other way. Yeah, it's, yeah, we've definitely been there. And there's more to come. Yes, definitely. It will be for sure. repeated. Yeah. While we're on Highly the- contextual. sometimes we just deliberately unflawless if somebody's annoyed us like we're just like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) just like he upset me today (laughs) while we're on birdhouse um there's a danger i think in researching something that you love and i like to me that was an unrequited love song remember the you know the reason why I yes. taught myself the album if you like uh, and then literally today I discover it's about a light it's about a bed light <laughs> in the shape of a bird it's like it's, a it's, children's night it light is. isn't it's it a children's <laughs> night light <laughs> singing yeah. Like, oh man, I'm not reading anything about the rest of the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from your racist friend, which I think is a very good song mm. to, yeah. to oh, learn yes. about, because I yeah. think we've all been at that party. Yeah. Like I listen to it and just like because I, I I like to listen to things in the background first, like and then I listen to it again where I pay a bit, a bit more attention and then I research lyrics and just I, I kind of I'm going a bit more Liam style method um, <laughs> in my podcast listening um, but that just kind of came on and I was again you know I'd already got past Birdhouse I was like he, 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 that's fine I got this my god yeah and then suddenly your fra- racist friend came on and I went oh hello didn't see that one coming I thought you were a bit more fluffy than that yeah you know I just thought they were really fluffy and then suddenly it was this is where the party ends I can't stand here listening to you and your racist friend I know politics bore you but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist friend you they've written a situation in 89 that I am still in that situation now mm. at various parties. Isn't it sad, huh? Yeah. Isn't it sad that I'm Jeez. stood there going, 
I don't think I want to be at your party because you're allowing your friend to be racist or homophobic or, or you sure, know whichever. All of, all of the above. Any any of them. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I just I'm so uncomfortable. What do yeah. I do? Or like, oh, worse, corporate Christmas parties. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've had to put up with a couple this week. So uh, yes, we. Um, I when I heard that, I just listened to that. I put that on repeat for like about three or four times, and mm. just had a good proper listen. Because mm. I've got a quote about that one too. So one of them said, uh, "John and I had, John and I have not really had a long conversation since this, but I remember at the time feeling like, oh, this is kind of opening a whole other thing. I was a little uncomfortable with becoming political in a way. It was one of those things where one of us would introduce a thing, and it was like, well, that expands the repertoire, but." What do we actually mean to everybody? What we've always had between us is very open, like everything's great. Whatever you think of is cool, just do everything. So yeah, <laughs> one of them was just like, hey, why don't we make this band, this song that's really mm. meaningful all of a sudden. The, the, the two of them had a deal where it's like, so long as you don't violently oppose something, it's going to be like, yeah, okay. So, Well, and yeah. it's like artistically hitting a point where you stop trying to please everyone. Yeah. You <laughs> decide to go with what you are. And yes. if they hadn't made that decision, then they might not have lasted 35 years sure. and yeah, exactly. continuing. That's true. And they start to, you then start to attract people who like what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, you for you. That's right. Da Vinci yeah. never said, did, never did research on what the, you know, how people would like the Mona Lisa to be. He didn't have yeah. focus groups first or whatever. Yeah. Just did it. And then it's, you know, being what it has been since. Do you think if they um, ran marriage counselling sessions and taught them taught couples how to be like they are with each other, that maybe some marriages would last longer? Potentially, yeah, because they must have some kind of communication system where it's like, yeah, open and just working yeah. with each other all the time. Because, like, they, if they can go through making such quirky or in-depth or controversial or not controversial and fun and throw away and send, uh, like a whole mixture of music for all of these years for how many years have we said yeah. Oh, yeah but you have to remember and, and so I'm my friend Norman who's longer than George has been alive yeah, yeah. 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 they're not my friend Norman who I had lunch with today who, who should be here really to you know can give you all the, all the detail says that um, and he, he has followed their whole career and continues to they're not um, it's a business relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't hang out together and they don't, I mean, necessarily stay in the same hotel when they sure. play a gig. Okay. You know, okay. The, um, so, so they've worked out, yeah, that's right, they've that's worked they out work how to do it and they go off and do their own things yeah. and then come together to, to write stuff. But they've spent a lot of time together writing stuff or, um, well, actually, I mean, they co, I think they, they co-credit all the songs, or most yeah. of the songs, mm-hmm. if not all, but like yeah. McCartney, Lennon, and maybe lots of other groups as well. You know, they actually, this song's a Linnell song, this is a Flansborough yeah. song. So. Mm. Definitely from all of the interviews that I read, it's always like the two, the thing they do, definitely ground is we're going to do our thing, and people are either going to come on board or they're not, but we're not going to do mm. something different just because we're concerned about people getting on board. Mm-hmm. And that even extended to their record label. Like, even when they signed to a major label, it's like they. They basically said, we're living now basically off the proceeds from Flood because they made Flood a really big deal and that's really great. But they came to us looking, they were like, oh, we think you guys could maybe have a hit in you. And they were basically like, yeah, that's going to be on you. We're going we're gonna to do what we've always done. We're not going to write the hit. We're going to write what we've always written. And if you can turn that into a hit, that's great. Mm. But wow. that's going to be on you to do that. Big call, though. Yeah. yeah. Big call. Before we move on from Racist Friend, there's a, the line in that which which really stands out to me is that you know the, the the guy the racist friend i think it is says it's the bottle talking basically it's the alcohol yeah. talking mm-hmm. 
And like, nah. I mean, you know, not the alcohol just allows you to do what is actually inside you, yeah. what is real. You know, you can't blame the alcohol. You shook hands with the devil. You're racist. And it reminds me, there was a comedy show. I can't remember where it was, but um, one of the guys, the guy who's quite famous now for doing Chopper, but he had, they had like a little ongoing sketch thing where they would, where him and his dog would host a party, but his dog was politically correct. And so people would come to the party and they'd start talking, having sexist conversations and racist conversations, and the dog would just start barking and yelling at them. And then every time they'd be like, hey, man, can you calm your dog down? And he's like, well, in all fairness, you are a racist prick. Or, <laughs> right. you, did, you didn't say something super. So like every time the dog would just like bark up at stuff. It was really cool. Okay, I want the dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so there are so many genres in this album. It's out of control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just, I kept writing stuff down. And uh, I usually write really coherent notes. But sometimes I just write things like, Beach Boys, awesome fun for dancing. That's for twisting. She said your golf is free, and now she's sighing. Blue eyed your pilot light and made a wish. She doesn't have to have her DB's record back now. But there's not a lot of things that she'll take back. She, she wants to see you again. Obviously, I just listened to that and I was like, yep, I'm yeah, twisting. So she I'm wants twi- to see you again somewhere in there. I wrote down the lyrics for that one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So the, two, good the two bands that are referenced, this is their tribute to the music of those two bands. Mm. She doesn't want her whatever record back. And that changes in the second second instance. And that's what the song is meant to be. I didn't know that until today. Again, yeah. the, the <laughs> danger it. of Norman. doing a bit of research. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was, and that was the third single off the album too. So it was oh, cool. Birdhouse in Your Soul, Instant, Birdhouse in Your Soul, Instant, Constantinople. So you <laughs> yeah. merge the two words together, that helps. Mm. And then Twisting. So that was, yeah. I really liked track, I thought four, tracks four, five and six for me were really, got the double tick of approval. Dead, my, the piano I, yeah. one. I, yeah. I really like the piano, but I just don't know what that song's about. I returned a bag of groceries accidentally taking off the shelf before the expiration date. I came back as a bag of groceries accidentally taking off the shelf before the day stamped on my I don't know what it's about, but it made me think it was Tim Minchin. I thought, like, sure, it could have been. <laughs> like, but I, I wrote like, down, I'm still alive and there's nothing I want to do. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm either dead or I'm still alive and I, yeah. there's nothing I want to do. Yeah. Oh, 
And I was like, oh, please, may I never, ever <laughs> be like that. Please. Anyway. And then, yeah, so that was, that was one of the ones, so a couple of weeks ago when I started listening to the album, I had it on my desk at work and a guy, that I, the guy that I sit next to walked past and saw it, like literally just glimpsed the album cover and started singing songs from it at me. And that was one of the ones that he was, he started singing the bag of groceries bit. Mm. Yeah. And then um, Particle Man and a few other ones. He was like, mm. oh, you've got to get, and then, he, he didn't even like he knows I do the podcast and he didn't even ask at first he was just like I just see you listening to that I don't care I'm just going to start singing you these awesome songs and then when he, I sort of said oh, I'm just doing it for the podcast he's like oh you got to think about this and you got to do all this stuff so and mm-hmm. then I was like today talking to him he's like do you want me to tell you how yes or no what I'm going to do and he's like, no 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 spoilers I'll, I'll, figure, I'll listen to it later <laughs> oh so a fan in, at, at work yeah 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 mm. oh there's yeah probably half a dozen people at work that listen to it and Get excited about nice. it. So Hi, Liam's cool. work friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, hi, Liam's work friends. I signed up a guy today as well. There you go. Nice. Converting them all slowly. Aww. So, yeah, yeah, but one of the ones that he did sing, as I said, was Particle Man. Mm, that's fun. Which is almost like a, like a slow polka. Is it a polka dance? Something like with a big tuba and a big brass section. What's he like? It's not important. Particle Man. Is he a dot or is he a speck? When he's underwater, does he get wet? Or does the water get him instead? Nobody knows. Particle man. Triangle man, triangle man. Triangle man hates particle man. They have a fight. Triangle wins. Triangle man. so weird it is super weird it's a super weird song <laughs> like because it because it does go from yeah from your racist friend which is like i'm running blah 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 and then you go to particle man yes yeah. which is very much a children's sort of song yeah yeah, totally. yeah that's yeah. i did I, I was just like that's i can imagine like doing the little dances yeah. particle man we know that triangle man beats particle man yeah, yeah universe exactly. man with the second hand and the Eon hand and Triangle Man man. beats Universe Man or something. Like there's the Universe Man who's the entire universe and then he still gets beaten in the end by Triangle Man, I think. (laughs) So it yeah. There's a story there. There Mm. is a story there. Do we know if they take drugs or not? (laughs) Do we or are we just assuming that they have they are just the most creative artsy people? They have very creative minds. Yeah. Yeah, But this they I did read a quote from them about Particle Man that there's nothing more to it. It is just fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's just yeah, being yeah. silly. I am unsurprised to know that they are from Brooklyn. I think that explains a lot. <laughs> but yeah, they, I read like um, some publication or other tried to take them through it track by track and go, oh, what's this song about? What's this song about? And they, at no point did they actually explain what any of the songs were about. So you definitely got that feel. It's like, oh yeah, we'll come up with a couple of cool lines, but we're not actually going to tell you because most of them probably aren't about anything. They're just an idea that popped into our heads and sure. we just like went with it. So, well... It reminds me, there's a story Richard Feidler tells about when um, the, um, what were they called? What's his band called? Das. The Doug Anthony All-Stars were famous and touring the world and they got to a point in their career where they were sick of having to explain songs so they just made it up every time. Nice. Yeah, they, they just told <laughs> lies which got yeah. printed in the papers as, and they just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, okay. Paul Dempsey from Something for Kate... His thing is, a song is about whatever you want it to be about. 
Like, don't mm-hmm. he, he'll never tell someone what his song is about to him because mm. they'll be like, oh, is this song about this? And they'll be like, sure. See, you know, I don't... Yeah, sure. That's, <laughs> like, like, it's for that's him, exactly. I think it's, it's about something for him. Mm. But once he puts it out there, whatever it's about for you, that's, that's fine by him. So long as you don't think it's, like, racist or sexist or sure. really awful or anything. But, like, whatever meaning you find in it, he's yeah. okay with that because he's put it out there and he's got what he needed out of it. We bought a painting recently and we... Um, had the chance to talk to the artist at the opening of of the exhibition and so it's a a painting New York yellow taxi and in the rain and four people walking and I said to the artist you know what what's it about and and there's there's a um, sliding doors moment like you know do you really (laughs) should you really ask and he he said well that scene he said do you really want to know yeah I do that scene didn't exist but people were buying paintings with women in red dresses. They like yellow taxi paintings and they like it when everyone's in the rain. So I've been doing a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Like, oh. oh. So that That's moment did not actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> only in your, in your money-making mind. Yeah. But that's not to say... David, hi. We still love your painting. Yeah, like we really love the painting. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't give us a grand story really to share with people who come sure. over and look at the painting because yeah. literally, you be just careful kind of when you ask people what they're about. But we, st- but we actually now ask people what they think the painting's about, yeah. and we don't ever let on that we know yeah. it really is about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Sure. In my old band, we had a we had a rule that. I would write lyrics, all right? I'd write poetry and lyrics. I'd like write reams and reams and reams of stuff. And then I'd hand it over in a Google Drive document to my um, guitarist and writer and Joe. And he would pick out just lines he liked from various pages and saying, you know, things that rhyme, things that are interesting, whatever, like a Dadoist kind of effect. And he would just pick it out little bits and then he'd turn them into a song. Yeah. And it meant that... Well, if somebody had ever, and people really read into some of the lyrics going, oh, mm. that means this, that and the other. And I'm like, well, actually, that in one song, which is two and a half minutes, is made up of 14 different poems. Wow. <laughs> cool. Incredibly cool. different things of stuff I don't even recognize anymore. I'm just yeah. like, Joe just butchered a bunch of words just because yeah. he couldn't <laughs> be, he just can't, but he couldn't be bothered to write anything himself. And I just had all of this nonsense. So I just wrote it all down and that was it. And so, and he said, if we ever get famous, Again, we do the same thing of just going, what, what do you think it means? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely that. On yeah, the yeah. lyrics, and they might be giants, one, like I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, scanning of lyrics in, in songs and I, I really don't like it when you know, the wrong emphasis is put on a word to make it fit in a sentence. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These guys, there are a couple of exceptions where I do forgive them in this yeah, album. Because yeah. these guys do that a bit. <laughs> yeah. I know, there are a couple of exceptions because I love the album so much. But I, like, I really, really like where a sentence continues over two or three lines in a mm-hmm. song, yeah. not just on this album, but it happened. The, the, yeah, the word nice. craft yeah. from these guys mm-hmm. is exceptional. Mm-hmm. It is poetry. It's yeah. a bit wanky to say that, but it, it is. And well, and prose then set to music. It's both. It's just there's so much in the lyrics. It sounds like you think it's flawless. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, we'll get Almost to that. Spoilers. Don't, you know, he, spoilers. He did bring it. <laughs> so, Grant, did you have any songs that stood out for you among the 19... Um, <laughs> just as I mentioned earlier, there's, there's certainly the, the double tick of approval, which is not something that I'll just give away willy-nilly, <laughs> as you know, and for <laughs> previous listeners out there. Um, Istanbul Dead, Your Racist Friend, the ones that certainly um, were my big hits. Cool. Uh, yeah. Big hits. Yeah. I liked yes. it. Um, I really liked Minimum Wage. Minimum Wage!
the Western I, one. But, I did really like minimum wage. So. But I, do you know what annoyed, annoyed me about it? It ended too soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, want, I want more of that. I was, I, I was just like, there were other songs that yeah. I was like, you could be shorter yeah. and you could make more time for minimum wage, like, please. About a minute and 30 or something, isn't it? Minimum uh, wage. 40, like 45 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's oh. like 45, yeah, 45 seconds. seconds. And I was listening to it going, oh, this is great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel cheated? Uh, yeah, like, just don't, you little tease. <laughs> One of, the, one of the things I saw in the conversation about that is because it borrows very liberally from Rawhide. And uh, I think they kept it short because like, if it got any longer, like the, the tendency, the raw similarities between Rawhide might have become more obvious. Oh, and like, I see. But if it's only this short, maybe people won't notice so much. So that's the one with the whip in it, isn't yes, it? Yes. That's like the yes. big where he shouts out minimum yes. wage <laughs> at the start. And then it's just a country twang 45 seconds. The whip done with a towel. Yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. nice. A yeah. crack of a towel. <laughs> like that, like in a bathroom, you know. Yeah, school, I was going to say. Toilet, change rooms. Okay. That's nice. Um, the, uh, also, Sapphire Bullets. There was, that was like a xylophone, I think, at the beginning, wasn't it? just had that really pretty sound um, and it had the I think there was female vocals or something just some extra stuff going on in there or whatever like different layers and mm. I just listened to that and it felt really pretty they're a really pretty song to listen to they, they really do bring a lot of different instruments yeah. to, to their work yeah. to like, and I guess maybe just teach themselves how to play it or I guess if you know like the, the bones of a few different ones you can sort of tweak that knowledge into a different, lots of different things. Mm-hmm. The um, the accordion being one of the ones yeah. that they're very well known for yeah. Yeah, <laughs> across all of their work. Uh, I really love Whistling in the Dark, which is also one of their, almost kind of like one of their kids' songs, but just like the, um, yeah. Oh, here we go. That's the one with trumpets. Yes. There's only one thing that I know how to do well, and I've often been told that you only can do what you know how to do well, and that's be you, be what you're like. Be like yourself And so I'm having a wonderful time But I'd rather be whistling in the dark Whistling in the dark like, That's like a really cool slogan And then just like a really like a swerve at the end of it Like yeah. I'm doing this thing that I'd really like And also but I'd rather be doing this other thing See when I was listening to it I got scared Because it, it was in the dark Because it was a bit scary Bit of a monster in the cupboard, in the cupboard sort of thing, thing. Yeah. yeah so I was listening to it And I was like this is a bit scary It had and nice trumpets the dark? I'm scared of everything <laughs> and then he's like, he's got, he's got his backing harmonizers. He's like, whistling, whistling, whistling. Yeah, exactly. Dark, dark, I felt like it was freaking chasing me. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> supposedly it's about two guys in jail, okay, singing to each other, having uh, this is according to John Linnell, having a, a brief hostile interaction, and then the camera sort of pulls back, and they're both stuck in jail together. Yeah, that's how they. Start. But you don't get that, do no, you, from yeah. the lyrics at all? Yeah, so, there's so a video who, clip for that one. Sorry, there's a video clip for that one. No, 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 that's, oh, that's in his, his mind, you know, the, yeah, you just yeah. sort of imagine. But, so, you know, who wants to ask the songwriters what it's about, you know? Yeah. Mm. Go away, John Linnell, with your actual explanation <laughs> of what it's actually about. We liked it. We're taking Google away from you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I like the hot cha, that just sounded like a jingle for an advert. Hot cha, where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed. I can't see why I miss you so, so hot cha, where are you? First time hot cha went away. Floating Island was his home. 
then the phone rang off the hook and hot cha had to come back home. Hot cha, where are you? So it was just like, <laughs> I felt like I was like, like definitely a it's one, it's one of those that I'm like, if I heard it enough times, I'd be whistling it somewhere, yeah. going like, as I'm pushing my trolley around a super, <laughs> uh, any generic supermarket, like I would be like, it, like you do with jingles and stuff. Yeah. Cause it had that sort of sound to it. Like a, like, like a catchy, really, really catchy and short, obviously. Cause they're all bloody short. Yeah. Bloody short mm-hmm. songs. Short songs. It's the only way you can fit 19 on an album. Yeah. That's George, short. When you were in the UK, George, did you um, play a game called Derby Day? Like mm-hmm. a, a board game no. with horses. Okay, well, Hot Child was one of the horses. Oh, okay. the, well, that's where they got the name from, was one of the horses. I mean, the song's nothing at all oh. to, do with, to do with it. Um, but John Flansborough says, yeah, it's, if you asked him, and I risk bringing this evidence, <laughs> but this sure. is the song that makes this album not flawless. Uh, in fact, there are a couple, um, the, the Road Movie to Berlin being the other, um, but he says that um, it's damaged. So, um, it sounds damaged. Um, stiff programming amplified by the herky-jerky nature of homemade samples. So there are the sounds of mallets and drumsticks on the kitchen sink. Mm. The base plate of the fridge, oven, and door buzzer are all included in the song. But I, having read that today, I yeah. listened again. It's like, nah, again, didn't, didn't I don't, I don't yeah. want to actually <laughs> keep. Re- sure. See what I mean about actually doing research and <laughs> yeah. ruins your experience. Yeah. <laughs> but you've listened to. to so many times where you mm. wouldn't have you would have heard that if it was of significance you would have yes, picked that up that's right yeah. exactly you know, 28 years mm, of listening that's right. to it and so. his and the other song that he's yeah says is flawed is the last one which is mm. Road Movie to Berlin sure. which comes at the very end which mm-hmm. he says they ran out of time to record the other verse that they'd written right. so they slowed oh, the yeah. whole thing down okay and didn't actually finish recording the song but I've yeah. never known it any no. different to how sure. it is yeah and to me, it's perfect. It stops. That's the one. It's sort of great use of, of silence because it stops yes. and starts back up again. Yeah. It does. It's Yeah, I love it for that. I liked that one too. I thought it was a good See, ending. See, I yeah. struggle with that one because okay. it was at the end. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd had the nice wiggly musical big number and then we were had this quieter, slower thing. I was yeah. like, and I was like, no, I wanted to leave on a big bang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really like the self-titled okay. song. I, yeah. I like, And then when I first heard it, I was like, how great would it be if they're doing like 20 song albums every time they have like just have a self-titled song at the end of every album mm. and just make it a completely different song every time <laughs> just sort of and then you could do a concert where literally every song you played was the same it's yeah. just like song. you're advertising they yeah. might be giants and it's yeah. literally every song is they yeah. might be giants <laughs> and what's next still they might yeah. be giants, yeah, giants. <laughs> which one and they wouldn't like they wouldn't sound anything alike or like because yeah, that's yeah. how they do mm. they just write mm. songs that aren't attached to the headlines or whatever yeah they would probably do one that didn't even have the words they might be giants yeah, yeah, in it, but they'd still call it they yeah. might be giants yeah mm. you know what i think it was because it sounded that last song sounds a bit like elvis okay it sounds a bit like an Elvis song or something. Yeah, oh, it's like got that, yeah, dun, 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 yeah. the big show, th- or, or Sinatra-ish or something. Like that. Dun, uh, dun, yeah, dun. It was just, and with the way he's singing and stuff, and mm. it, maybe it was that drony kind of, it was more of that croony kind of sound as opposed to what I was used to with the mm. rest of the record. Because I wanted to, I because, again, I came to it with Birdhouse. I was, like, wanting... 19 birdhouse. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. I was like, 19 birdhouse, please. No, okay. They Probably if you work your way through with all the albums, yeah. you I'll could just find pick 19 birdhouses. Yeah. There's a challenge <laughs> for the listener to come up with. 19 birdhouses and, and Istanbul's and stuff. No, but there's uh, there's so many good al- good tracks on here, so it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'll get over it. <laughs> oh. Get over um, it. 
So, Spencer, obviously you think the album's flawless, but did you want to give it a last pitch for us? <laughs> well, I've risked you know, ruining this by giving you that evidence why the, the boys themselves don't think that it's flawless. But for me, just because it's... Look, it's just... I am at the centre of the universe, of my own universe, in saying this. Like, it's just... It, it was a time and place thing for me. If, and and if, you, if one song is not there, if I listen to it and there's a song missing... I know straight away, yeah. and, it, and mm. it, it's just not the same album. And so I don't care whether the three of you say it's yeah. flawless <laughs> or not in this instance. That's, I'm so attached to this fine. album. That's the way it yeah. should be, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As long so as you... I say yes, it's flawless. Cool. Awesome. George, um, final thoughts? I really love it. I f- there's loads of songs I'm going to put onto playlists now for going to running to or going to add to when I, I'm doing like washing up. I have to have particularly cheerful songs, um, etc. And there's stuff on there that I'm definitely going to listen to. But um, there's just a couple of songs on there that are either too short or too uh, or too long that I found and that was just annoyed that annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, why didn't they just not do that? Because they in 28 years time, I was going to be critiquing it around yeah, the table they should have known, <laughs> should have known. Um, so I can't say that it's flawless but I will say it's a cracker of a record and yeah. I'm really glad I actually listened to every, something more than Birdhouse cool well done Grant final <laughs> thoughts final thoughts so I had not heard at all of, about the album I a couple of couple of songs that, that resonated um, the big hits and but end to end I'm going to say it is I'm I'm happy wow. with it. I thought cool. it was uh, well. It it was there were no skippable tracks for mine. Okay, they are short, albeit, but irrelevant for mine. I thought it was a musical journey. I really liked the lyrics. I thought it gave me a lot to think about. Um, I, I said having known nothing about them and not being going. Oh, I, that one sort of stands out. I, I thought maybe Berlin, but I listened to it again. I thought you know that that's actually I'm cool enough with with that in in my world. Um, so great album and um, so I give it flawless for mine thank you nice yeah thumbs up from Grant yeah there you go Um, sure so unfortunately it's going to be a thumbs down from me Um, even though the length is only 43 minutes for an album to have 19 songs and not have any of them be skippable would be like a miracle to me that like the idea of someone doing 19 great songs for me it just it took me four goes to get through the album because I'd start listening and I'd be sort of trying to follow it all the way through and then I'd get distracted or something. And so it took me a really long... So we talked about great songs. I can pick like 12 or 13 really great songs and there's still six that I'm not... Like that's that's only two... We're only two thirds of the way sure. through the album. So I really like a lot of it. Um, like hearing... So a couple of times we didn't really talk about Someone Keeps Moving My Chair and Hearing Aid. Um, and then even though... Yeah, the track at the... So Sapphire Bullets and Road Movie to Berlin... I couldn't. They couldn't stick in my mind. I couldn't keep 19 songs in my mind at the same at the time and have thoughts on all of them. So for me, that's what. Like I really love them. I love what they're doing, and I wouldn't want them to go. I think they'd be a very different band if they were producing 11 tracks that were four minutes long and just like really standard albums. But yeah, and I hadn't listened to it in full in the past, which I really did like listening to it. But yeah, I couldn't say it was flawless. Wow. So it, so tip to future guests of the Flawless Podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone has to pick Tubular Bells because there's only two tracks on the album. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, but on one of them is argument. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You've only got two 50-50 shot. Okay. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for listening and Spencer for joining us. Thank you very much and for bringing along an album. Thank My you, pleasure. Spencer. Flawless you. Uh, is recorded by us and produced by us, not at the Edge Studios in this particular case. Uh we have social media, so we have a Facebook, uh, 
Instagram and Twitter. I want to keep wanting to say LinkedIn because I do social media at work. And we have a LinkedIn. <laughs> we don't have a LinkedIn. That would Should be silly. Should we have yet. a LinkedIn? Yeah, yes. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. If you'd like to give us a like or a rating or a share, that would be great and helps us get the word out about Flawless. Other than that, we thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.